Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me Am I the only am I the only one of the trio that that isn't podcasting from a basement? You're you're on the up and up here. You're on the up Woo. and up. Not everybody can afford a basement or a crawl space to hide bodies. Oh, you don't have to point it out. But if you need a body hidden, I'll do it for a very low rate. <laughs> How much would you charge to hide a body, Jeremy? And what would you be your means of getting rid of it? Uh, everybody knows it's best to chop them up and, uh, like a semi, semi open trash bag so that it will sink to the bottom and not float, but the fish can get to it and still eat it up quick. Hmm. So you're thinking like a Swiss cheesed bag, uh, a a bridge somewhere, nowhere so that you can chop, throw it off a bridge. Jeremy, what, why don't you be worried about like the fish that might get their heads stuck in the little holes and the pollution that you'd cause? Well, of course, I put all of my um, my my sixer um, plastic things in with the dead body just so the fish <laughs> will be stuck in that. <laughs> so you're, you're doubling. You're basically, you're not only a murderer, but you're also a Captain Planet villain all at the same time? Like you, you intentionally? Know, and also <laughs> as much uh, loose twine and string and plastic nylon string as I can put in there as well. Look at all these non-biodegradable straws I've thrown in with them. <laughs> um. Planets! <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I cleaned out this basement of this apartment building, they were, the people that had it before, were letting the cats use it as one gigantic litter box. And it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. I gotta be honest, it stuck with me. And speaking of kitties, guess what I found in the neighbor's basement? I found kittens. Oh, nice. Were they feral they- or, or, or housebroken? No, they feral because they yeah. they were like, I smell a person, and it's like, hey, kitties, and they all swatted at me. And when I'm are you like, taking oh. them to the river? <laughs> oh, oh. They, they they love to swim at that age. Oh, Jeremy, <laughs> especially when there's perfectly good restaurants that would take them in. Um, it's okay when I do it, I cry. <laughs> You know, oh, it's no. weird. I didn't cry when I did it to Jeremy's first batch of children. <laughs> I was like, you said that you said you miscarried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I miscarried it right over my shoulder into the room. Holy hell! All this time, <laughs> and I had been saving up my juice for like weeks with that turkey baster. <laughs> anyway, and I want my baster. Welcome. And, to think, and to think I warmed it up for you. <laughs> well, so we gotta... Welcome back to the Quality Time Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Woodworth, and I'm joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy P. Hi, or how are you? Uh, I'm totally confused because this is Thursday. I know. We don't even know what we're doing. We're recording early. We're not doing a movie. It's a wild time. You don't even have an impression ready for us. Uh, he's working again? What, what the hell just happened? You froze for a second. You looked like think- you're... Everybody froze. No, it was just you. Um, (laughs) I guess us on your end, but anyway, we're also joined by uh, the the very talented Miss Ashley Pontas. Hello, Miss Ashley. 
Hi. Oh man. So we're here. We're recording early, and um, <laughs> and mostly because Father's Day is Sunday. We wanted to knock an episode out, and uh, I'm a, I'm a parent, so I'm selfish, and I said we're not doing an episode Sunday. Meh. And then uh, so I didn't really have time to show prep, and so you know what? We're just coming out with an episode today, and that's it. We're just, we talked about what was the what did we decide to call these episodes? Was it gory time or I we had a good name gory. for it? I think it was gory time. Are we doing gory time? Is that what we're going to call this, Jeremy? Um, I was going to call it um, sloppy rape seconds. No, no, not sloppy rape seconds. That's only when we talk about the really uh, horrible movies that uh, like, uh, you know, with turkey basters and stuff like Don't Breathe, which not not a well listened to episode, might I add. <laughs> People don't know what they're missing. People I don't... wonder why that would be. And seriously, I, I want to see Benny Loves You so bad. I haven't even watched the trailer for Benny Loves You. You guys, you guys should are I horrible. Wa- should I watch <laughs> the trailer? Let's watch the trailer for did Benny Loves You. Did you see the trailer, um, Ash? No, I did not. I, oh I usually gosh. get to it. I usually get to it. But I got to be honest, we've been really heavy on the R.A.P.E. lately. And I was like, I'm not going to risk it. I'm in a good mood that day. Why would it? It has nothing to do with rape. Benny That's Loves okay. You. Okay, Shocker. hold on. <laughs> I know the name might give you a... Jeremy. <laughs> okay, I'll, you guys see my screen right here? Yes. We're going to watch Benny Loves You real quick. Okay. As soon as this is... All right, let's see what this is about. This is Benny. As long as you have him by your side, nothing can ever hurt you. Not even a demon's in the hallway. Apart from them. (laughs) I'm in the area with a buyer on Monday. It's getting quite lonely. It's more of a family home. I have to get this finished. Lots of people are saying you're already finished. You haven't evolved. I can't send my creative director to New York in a Goonies t-shirt. He doesn't feel pity or remorse. He absolutely will not stop until you are dead. What's this got to do with me? Do you want another cuppa? It does look really good. I don't think we should do it for a while, though, because I wouldn't want to spoil it for people, but I definitely want to watch it. I think it's already out. So what 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 Benny loves you? Yeah, it looks like it came out twenty twenty. I wonder awesome. if we can. Yeah, maybe you know what future quality time episode. Did I, you know where we got that line from? From uh, from Titanic. Yeah, from Titanic. That yeah. it can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. Now, I've never yeah. heard. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. It sounded kind of kind of like old. It's only it's I, only a line I quote almost every show I do as my <laughs> as a near closer bit. Uh, I have to say that Kiwis and and British like, filmmakers honestly turned out some really undervalued films in the last couple of years in horror, and it's mostly like horror comedy that are really good. Um, right now, finally streaming on Shutter uh, is a movie I really enjoy called uh, Housebound. Uh, that's a Kiwi-made film. That's really good. Um, and I'm pretty sure Joe Robinson and I both watched Extraordinary. And it's for me, it's a ten out of ten. Like comedy wise, I mean the horror is okay, but the the comedy, fan fucking fantastic. Extraordinary. Fan. What's extraordinary yeah. about? Actually. Um, extraordinary. If I remember correctly, she's like a medium, but it's over really dumb stuff. Like it's not exciting possessions. It's like oh, your tea kettle won't stop steaming. It's a ghost. <laughs> and it's really stupid. And so she's kind of boring. She's bland. Um. Uh, and oh, Eric, you're gonna help to ha- have to help me. Um, he was on SNL and he used to do MacGruber. Um, the uh, uh Will Ferrell, it's not Will Ferrell, no, I know Will you're... Forte, Will Forte, yeah, Will Forte. Uh, thank you, Jeremy, because that helped. Uh, Will Forte plays the bad guy and he's <laughs> hilarious. Um, 
so it's no just i can't explain more than that without giving it away but okay. uh it's really for me it's like 10 out of 10 i highly recommend it's, i'm pretty sure joe, I think I, joe also agreed i want to say that i saw a trailer for it is she's she's not a real medium but she gets put into a real medium situation where they actually need a psychic and like is that well, what, what it is like so, she gets put uh, in a turbo haunted place and she's cor- in over correct. her head yeah because okay. she's into like really small possessions again of like my skateboard won't stop leaving without me and she's like it's a little ghost (laughs) (laughs) do stupid shit or like the garbage keeps taking itself in and she's like it's a ghost um so yeah she gets she gets thrust into like a much bigger thing no i think it's hilarious highly recommend um but yeah but that's just kind of my point is i'm glad you share that with us jeremy because yeah i think there's a lot of you know aussie and and british uh kiwi stuff that gets made that everybody kind of looks over because it's it's humor it's not necessarily scary uh but it's uh it's good nonetheless because being american we can't understand what the hell they're saying with their weird ass language yeah i'm like (laughs) oh what is what what do you sound like you sound like one of them special kids (laughs) this is hilarious jerry just laughs at them talking I won't lie. It is hard. When I lived in Australia, it was hard to get used to just like the colloquialisms and like all the things that don't make sense because like they don't call things a convenience store. Like 7-Eleven, it's not a convenience store. They call it a milk bar. A milk bar. A milk bar. Like a bar that Oh, sells- yeah, it's because they're going out and getting some fella set and some drink rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and my fellow <laughs> and then they go, to you the know, milk bar. <laughs> go abuse their fellow man. Yeah, well, every time I I usually call Seven Eleven the milk bar right before I kill a homeless man. That's usually <laughs> that's only when I refer Sorry. to it. It was only because he was snored too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted. I like looked over and I watched my cat. No, I watched my cat because the the litter boxes face my office, and I look over and I go, "Oh no, please tell me you're not shitting the wrong direction because that's happened before." <laughs> And the turd's just outside of it. Oh, that's happened before. I've had a cat just kind of sit on the outside thinking he was in. I'm like, nope, you're the complete opposite of in in the litter box and would just shit all over the floor. And I'm like, well, you you tried. By the way, if your cat looks like it's looking at a ghost, it's probably Patrick Swayze. Oh, a sexy ghost. (laughs) For real. I I don't want him to fuck my cat, though. There's yeah. a lot. Of, there's only I can only think of two sexy ghosts that exist, and one is Patrick Swayze, right? And then the other one is that that ghost that blows uh, Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters One, <laughs> which I, as a child, I never realized until I watched like later later in my teens that that ghost definitely is good, about to fucking suck him, and it was just in a movie that I watched as a child every day. <laughs> so. Do your eyes now cross, Eric, when you're getting a blow. Like, oh, God, I feel a paranormal disturbance. That would be horrible to look up and see your face, and you're like, zoinks. I'm like, ew. Joink, zoink, scoop, I'm about to bust. Ew. (laughs) Don't like it. Oh, hey. Mmm. It's game scented. Ah, very nice. (laughs) I hate that. Wouldn't that be wild if we continue to get fatter in the afterlife? That would would suck if you died and you're just still fat and you're just like, God damn it. Well, I mean, (laughs) I've already believed that's going to happen. But like, could you imagine, though, if you continued to get fat in the afterlife and like your friends and family show up and you just ride down the pearly gates in a scooter and you're like, oh, and I'm coming. Did you know heaven's got a buffet? (laughs) It's okay because we all revert to our our, our normal form, which is like Christian Hayden, Christian Haydenson or. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. <laughs> Hayden Thomas. I want to look like Hayden Thomas Church from uh, Demon Knight and from Wings. Uh, hey, it's well, me. Yeah, like, like, Eric, your eyes are going to cross. Cause <laughs> and as I get fatter, I'm like, why do I keep eating all this ghost food? I can't. Damn it. Damn it. I can't stop eating all these souls. But it will be fun hanging out with, um, you know, Wilford Brimley. Why don't you eat some more like I am? Whoa. But diabetes don't can't die now. 
<laughs> this is so awkward. Why do you think that Wilfred's in heaven? <laughs> I don't think he is in heaven. Heaven, hell, it's all just a waypoint. I don't think that Wilfred Brimley is in heaven, and I don't think he's in hell. I think he's right outside the gates of heaven, just going, Peter, I want to come back inside. I want to, <laughs> you can trust me now. Come on. I need you to, I need you to watch Judas. Look at he- him. <laughs> He, he just plays on the waiting room screens of purgatory just 24-7. He's like, you know how I was able to live on Earth with my diabetes? Liberty Medical. Liberty Mutual. You know, the worst thing, he's like, I was too curmudgeon for heaven, but I'm too dumb for hell. <laughs> you know, they say, they say if you're a mean bastard diabetic, you don't go to heaven, and that's true. I live outside these pearly gates. And you know what I can get you get out here is Liberty Life Mutual. You can get you your catheters. You don't have to reuse them. And get your ghost, <laughs> get your ghost dick cold pricks right here for me, Wilford Brimley. Also, for some reason, I died with diabetes, so I still can't have anything sweet, which kind of sucks. But at least I don't have to worry about Clark anymore. Um, All of your catheters I clean in my mouth, so it'll be freshly clean for you. <laughs> I've been on an Eric Clapton kick. So, like, what if Eric Clapton gets to heaven and his kid's like, this is awkward, but that was not my tears. <laughs> if I saw you in heaven. You know what uh, he, his kid says to uh, Eric Clapton every time, right? What's that? Oh, you never would have let a bag of Coke fall out of a window. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, if if he did, if his son, if he was there at the right moment and he had a long enough straw, he could have sucked him back to safety, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Like a superhero. Yeah. I love love in the biography, he was like, that was, man, had I had known, that was literally the day I was committed to becoming the best dad I could be. And I'm like... Okay. <laughs> I why well, put off today? What could be yesterday's tomorrow? <laughs> I, I I made the commitment earlier that day that I was going to be a better father. As I saw my son plummeting to his death from fourteen stories up, I said, "You know what? Maybe I could be a better dad." And uh, ever since then, uh, I, I've had zero of my children fall out of buildings. So I, I call that a win more than anything. Whenever I think about my child falling out of a building. I was always comforting to talk to Michael Jackson about having your child be dangling outside of a window. I was always very, I was always, Michael was, he was a jack of all trades. He could, he could dangle his children above high rises. And I I just, you know, maybe I flew much like Icarus too close to the sun thinking I could also do that. And uh, also I I guess I underestimated my upper body strength because my child was, he's a, he was a good six stone at that point. And uh, <laughs> oops, call me Butterfingers. <laughs> oh, now he's he's dropped his son. Um, by, the, by the way, if you're ever dangling your child outside of a window, make sure somebody doesn't come up with you from behind with a dildo and kind of give you the little wanker. Is that happen? <laughs> that's, that that's was probably how it happened. That that happens to me sometimes. That's actually how I wrote the song Layla. Is when someone came up from behind me and poked me with a dildo while I was dangling my child over over a bridge. Uh, Just when I part, part of me was laughing and crying at the same time. <laughs> and then that's how I wrote the song uh, uh, for the hit m- movie Michael. Uh, right after that, <laughs> what was the song he did for Michael? Was it uh? God, I can't remember. It was um If I could it was, uh, change Jack and the world, I could see the sunlight in your universe. I would not drop my kid off a building. Yeah, oh, <laughs> if he had John Travolta like I was gonna wings. Say, now let's boys, let's be okay. fair. Yes. Let's be fair. Eric Clapton was not there the day his son fell out of the window because he's like every other dad and not around for his kid. There we Happy go. Happy Father's Day. Turn up. <laughs> Turn up. Uh I think um I think Eric Clapton is really is a really talented guy. I think he should get into like mumble rap and he could be called Eric well, Eric Clapback. Eric, that, maybe that's what your career's missing. Maybe you need to drop a kid out of the window. Well, 
when I'm dropping kids from heaven. Uh, <laughs> well, I, did, I, I did a new, I did a new um, rap version of my song called "It's Raining Kids." One of the... <laughs> it's raining kids out my window. One raining of... kids. Hello, this is Eric Clapton from Heaven, and uh, um, one of my main jobs here in uh, Heaven is that, uh, unfortunately, if you are not baptized into the Christian faith, then uh, you know you you have to go to hell. So, unfortunately, we do get a lot of uh, you know premature uh, or late term abortions. So I have to drop them into hell from from heaven every day because they haven't been baptized and uh i guess it's due to my my knowledge of uh my worldly things and losing children from high places that i was chosen for this in uh in heaven it's a tough job but uh oh here's a <laughs> it's a tough job but i do it i do it every day you know i'm kind of fucked up steve warner also wrote the song holes in the floor of heaven so as soon as <laughs> as soon as connor gets there they're like ah oh, shit i dropped it <laughs> Oh, good times. You know, you yeah. said uh, Will Forte was really great in the thing. You know what else he's good in? I just I just finished the show Sweet Tooth. You know what? He plays the dad in Sweet Tooth. He he's, he's great in that. He plays a great autistic father in that. And uh, he is highly autistic dad in that. And I, I like that. Because you can't go, much like uh, the movie Tropic Thunder Outline, you can't go full tard on him. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's just, it's too much. Because I mean, we've all seen I I am Sam. That is a I laugh at that movie throughout. I am it is Sam. the best. It is the best sequel to uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I did. It is just Spicoli's natural progression into into yeah. uh, uh, a disabled man with a child. I just think it's funny that he fucked in that movie. Like more than anything, like yeah, somebody's Forrest like, Gump also has a kid. Yeah, but Forrest Gump isn't full. He's not full on. He's not a smart man, but he does know what love is. But he, in I mean, there are multiple times in what's it called? I am Sam. That yeah. I laugh out loud. Uh, <laughs> hold on, highlights. Hold are on. We really doing this? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, how can you? I love when he's talking to his daughter right here. The hold on. This. <laughs> Let me find. I am Sam. Haven't had a lot of time see, to think about what it is that makes somebody a good parent. <laughs> and it's about a constancy. And it's about. <laughs> patience. <laughs> And it's about listening, and it's about and it's about pretending to listen even when you can't listen anymore. <laughs> I hate to say I never understood Sorry. Tropic Thunder until I've heard this. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood until now. You can't, you can't, you can't go full tard. That's uh, oh my god, dude. The, I that wasn't the trailer. That was a clip. Hold on, where is the I am? Sad. This is almost like a love scene between him and Madonna. It's, I was I was literally just about to say this explains how they were buried to each other. <laughs> we are the same mind, Ash. Except mine is ten times more hateful. Have All right, let's get the turkey baster. So, oh no! <laughs> Your teacher gave you a a really hard book this time. I'm sorry. Study ever comes to the park. No one doubts that you love your dog. When, when does he end up killing the kid by throwing it on a lake? I look, look, he's just playing with light up shoes at the. <laughs> intellectual capacity is around that of a seven year old. Do we get a balloon with these? Okay. All of us? Mm-hmm. Or just her? <laughs> oh gosh, Abbey Road. Yeah, I don't like this, this tarred train that's going. Why are the losers going home with me? <laughs> 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 it's time that you get your own lawyer. This is one of the best ads I've seen in the yellow pages. Oh, gosh. All right, I'm your lawyer. Okay. We have a lot to go over. 
over and I have five minutes. Green means go. You're going much faster than everybody else. Is she going to help us? It's always set your dreams high, Lucy. <laughs> It's just, hey, uh, listen, I know it's supposed to be a heartfelt movie, but God, golly, that's, I can't, I can't even watch my, five My minutes favorite part is when Sam says, uh, first you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the woman, so. <laughs> it, it is, it is like a Forrest Gump, like, snuff film version, because it is a, kind of a similar version, or a uh, storyline, right? Where, like, doesn't Sam have sex with a fully capable woman, and then she's like, I don't want the kid, here you go. Oh, yeah, Sam fucks. That's the best part, is like, man, this guy playing with those L.A. gears right there. I, gotta, it's like his, I need, I need that. His, his friend Manny says to him, he's like, yeah, and what do you want? I want the world, Chico. And everything in it. I don't, I don't know why you're trying to make him Sean Penn Scarface at all. I am Sam Scarface. I am Scarface. <laughs> you know, all I have in this world is my word and my balls. And I'll break them for nobody, Lucy. I, I told you no kids. You die, motherfucker. Could you imagine Mystic River but him playing Sam? Yeah. Is that my is that my daughter? <laughs> it's not far off. Like the his accent isn't. You just add a little Boston twang, and it's there. It is Mystic River at that point. <laughs> Fuck me, Sam. Fuck me. Fuck me, Sam. Is Say my, hello to my little friend. Is is my daughter in there? <laughs> Oh man, now, <laughs> Sam, it's fine. Your daughter, your daughter is dead. Here's a bouncy ball. We've got to uh, stop. This is going nowhere good. No, it isn't. It isn't going um, anywhere. Shut. Hey, can we talk about? Can we talk about the Quality Time Brothers? Uh, actually, I took off the brother. And now it's just the Quality Time Emporium, uh, and the lack of our. Uh, well, put it like this: We have a new merch item up there. Okay, now I put up a merch item earlier this week. I was really proud of. Very proud of the live, laugh, love design that uh, will be available in coaster form if you come out to the Mahoning Drive-In Theater on uh, the 14th, 15th, 16th, whatever, Friday in July. It's coming up, right, uh, for the Joe Bob Briggs. Night. I'll have them for free, so you can have one of them. Uh, live, uh, it, It's a picture of uh, the, the, the one of the aliens from They Live, and it says live, and it has Ash laughing, and then it has uh, a love with, with Jack Nicholson breaking through the door in The Shining. Um, Very so, good. If you come up and get it. Well, anyway, I made this a shirt, and I realized uh, I'm using 100% trademarked and copywritten materials and things like that. But I was like, you know what? I feel like I've changed it enough. I feel like I feel like we're not making a ton of money on it anyway. Let's throw it up on there. And uh, the the site that we run our merch through, which is Teespring, uh, I, I woke up the next day. It was already gone. So we don't have it available for purchase at all. But if you do want one, I might make a – if I hear – clamoring if you love your coaster so much when you get it if you want the t-shirt maybe i'll make a small batch on my own i know people and then we can get it out into the the world maybe we could sell it on the streets people in the streets it was it was a very good design and then uh but we do still have up on the site right now currently uh the uh the G uh, Hansen uh, Leatherface Scarface style T-shirt. So if you like, if you like the movie Scarface, played uh, either by uh, retarded Sean Penn or by uh, just a guy in a leathery mask, there is a Scarface style T-shirt of uh, of Leatherface available at uh, the Quality Time store. Which uh, easy way to find an access link for that? Go to aircomedy.com right on the homepage right there for the quality time emporium uh so uh back to the merch store i do have a new shirt that i'm working on guys i'm very excited about i know i'll tell i'll I'll tell people about it are you guys familiar with this the movie uh dawn of the dead i assume right the original 80s one it looks like the quality time um, logo Yes, yes, yes. No, um, I mean Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Uh, uh, totally that's different. To go. Totally different. Well, they have the uh, the very uh, iconic scene where uh, uh, Rick Nick Palazzo gets ripped in half at the end, where he gets pulled apart and uh, his guts are all out. Did you say Victor Palazzo? I said Nick Palazzo. Isn't that his name, Nick Palazzo? 
Hey, it's Victor Palazzo. Victor Palazzo. Rico Palazzo. Rico. Um, so anyway, that when he gets ripped apart, I'm trying to do an illustration of that, of him getting ripped apart. And then in the bottom, I'm going to write, you know, cause Greg Nicotero, uh, famous, uh, makeup and special effects artist was one of the people that worked on it. I'm going to do it in like the Nickelodeon style logo. It'll say Nicotero's and it'll say guts. So it'll look like the show guts. And then that's going to be, cool. it's going to be the new piece of merch that's coming out on, on the quality time store and, and soon. Nick- Nick Nicotero was the uh, stoner soldier in uh, Day of the Dead that got shot when uh, the zombie got loose. Ah, Nicotero trying to ra- 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 wrangle them out of the uh, the uh, the stalls. And hey, Nicotero was also in uh, From Dust Till Dawn, and uh, uh, what's his? He becomes one of the vampires, and he gets uh, he gets uh, what's his name? Sex Machine Tom Savini uh, bitches him out at the bar. Mm-hmm. I remember that. It's good times. Mm-hmm. Good time. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what a great name he has if he ever gets into vaping products? Nicotero vaping products. Nicotine arrow. Nicotine. <laughs> yeah. Ni- uh, some, uh, yeah, that's about as good as it'll get, I think, with that. <laughs> oh boy. Because his name um, sounds like nicotine. Yes. <laughs> Don't let the days go by nicotine. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so before we like close out because i know we were doing like a mini sode is what we're kind of trying to do is the new format um i had told eric um that maybe it would be cool for like this particular episode we had been chit-chatting about some of the best possession films um and i didn't know if we each kind of wanted to share like our top five top ten because i think eric and i don't fully agree on what we consider some of the best possession films of all time I forgot. I sent it. We were talking about this the other day. What was my list of uh, possession films? I don't know, but since apparently people are unprepared, may I give them? Yes, my- yes. Well, we didn't do any show prep. That's the that's the beauty of the of the gory tales. Uh, the gory gory time hour. Okay, is that it's the lack of preparation. It's Those, it's um- radio without a net. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Does um. Emilio Estevez count in uh, Repo Man, or does it have to be repossession versus possession? Um, You know, this show is a little bit like my asshole uh, falling apart and lacking preparation. (laughs) (laughs) Lacking preparation, H. Is there a movie called The The Possession, or am I just thinking of like some death metal band? There is The Possession. Uh, That's with the great Sam Neill and... uh, and uh, I forget the French actors. I really like that movie a lot. I watched it when I got surgery, and uh, I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of that movie. And it has a weird sex tentacle scene, so uh, I do it's enjoy very that. Interesting. Yeah, Eric turned me on to that. It was really hard to get a copy. It's almost completely out of print. I think like digital or um, I'm sorry, physical media. Um, I did find it i can't tell if i watched it in its entirety because i watched a really weird pirated version but it is german made so it is a little bit um artsy fartsy uh but no it's i can see why eric likes it um it's definitely good i wish it kind of flowed better uh but yeah sam neil's in it love him so my number one personally and i truly i think it deserves it even though it's a newer film I feel that Hereditary is very much at the top of my list. I consider that a possession film. That's strong. I think it is it's a strong one. It is it's a strong one. It's top-notch horror. The story's great. Absolutely thrilling and horrifying. Top of my list. I consider Event Horizon to be a possession film as well. Uh, people do get possessed and they do go to hell. So it's I consider a possession film. Okay. I, 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 I'm one that sticks out the most for me has to be uh, the the skinny chick from um, Dexter. His sister was it was it that's on my list. Exorc- Aubrey Rose or Emily something? Rose. Exorcism of Emily Rose is also on my list. I think it is one of the best for a PG-13. Very little special effects. See, what that's the one that's most memorable because she counts the, the number six really crazy and does like yes. lots of contortions. Yes, agreed. No, that one's on the list. That one, so that would be like, I wouldn't say it's my number three, but it's on there. Um, This movie I put on there, I almost hesitated. If anything, I would bump it out of the top five or top ten. This movie, maybe we need to cover sometime because it is 
batshit insane. Makes no goddamn sense. But the possession scenes totally rival that of The Exorcist. I'm going with the foreign maid beyond the door. Beyond the door. I haven't seen Beyond the Door. I'm not familiar with that. That is available, that. I think, on Tubi and Shutter. Um, it is batshit. I want to give too much away if anyone's curious, but let me just let me just give you an example of things that don't make sense at the beginning of the movie. We are in a hardcore, dark, terrifying film. Okay, okay. it starts off with music like and that is through the whole movie. Okay. The most upbeat 70s, like, bow, 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 bow. Kind, of like the ninth, kind of like the ninth gate. <laughs> it is wild. And then, because I believe it was foreign made, it is dubbed, and it is dubbed poorly. There are children <laughs> ages, I'm going to say, uh, five or six, and then like maybe seven, very young. What and is their it, voices the door? don't match the dubbing, but the things they say are insane. Like this cute little six-year-old is going, fuck me, Tyler, shut up. And I'm like, "That's no, that's not real. There's no way. There's no way. It's What's called Beyond the Door. Beyond the Nin- Door. Okay. Beyond the Door in 1974. Okay. I'm, I'm looking up Beyond the Door right now. Oh. It is It is insane. So the kids are saying wild shit that makes no sense. And it definitely doesn't match their voice. The story is a little hard to follow. Um, but again, like the actual special effects are really phenomenal. That's why I'm like, it's it's pretty close. Oh, for Beyond me. the Door is in its entirety on YouTube right now. Now, even though it's not a ghost, you gotta you gotta give prop crops to uh uh you know John Luke Picard in uh the movie Life Force when he's uh, possessed by the the vampire chick. It's not only because of his screaming when he's subdued on the floor, but also kissing rails back. <laughs> yeah. So, this is it right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Hold on. But you gotta hear. Wait, I wish you could see some of the kids just talking for a second. It's. I'm bizarre. trying to find a. Po- I'm tr- Tell me the truth, George. There's no possibility that the child will be born abnormal, is there? She's pregnant. That's when she starts to change. Hold on. Here's here's a little kid. No, I wouldn't. And I'm hungry. Hungry, hungry, hungry. <laughs> right? Right? It's so bad. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. I'm into it. And it's free right now on YouTube. So if you go and hop on there, you can go and uh, watch it right now. Okay. I'm going to watch that one. I'm into it. I'm going to take, yeah, your, it's, take your advice. It's, yeah. Like I'm saying, the actual possession stuff to me rivals The Exorcist. But obviously, overall, The Exorcist is a better movie. And of course on the list and we already are all huge fans of evil dead again i would consider a possession movie um and then one last thing before i wrap it up um we've already covered it was the first episode i was ever a uh, guest on prince of darkness again i consider it a possession film by john carpenter well is do, do you i mean if you're i feel like your definition of possession movie is very is very wide is a very wide net you you've cast it- wide because maybe i'm not centraling on like one character but they all fall within the category of possession it's to be possessed by an entity that is not yourself and in all of these cases it is actually the christian devil so do you consider do you consider demon knight a possession movie because i don't of course yeah i'm with jeremy of course it is but it's not high on my list though well let's talk about the ultimate possession movie the Matrix, because everybody becomes a, a, uh, a Smith. What about uh, what about what about They Live, where the whole world is possessed by aliens? But wait, are they possessed by aliens, or are they actually aliens? Well, we're all being anybody. tricked. We're all being yeah, we're all being tricked by them. What about or invasion of the? That's just control. The... That's not possession. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. Mm, interesting. But control doesn't make sense. I thought they were themselves aliens disguising themselves as human. Okay. Yeah, that's they're not. What about uh, what about? I guess the thing wouldn't count then because they're just aliens now disguised as as that. No, that's that's hard because if it if it's if it's an actual fleshy, it's not like a spiritual possession because they Correct. really do envelop you. But supposedly, you don't know whether you're the alien now. Like Norris, like actually thinks he's human. 
So what about uh, what is that movie with Mila Jolovich, The Fourth Kind, where that is an alien possession movie? Correct. Watched it. You've never seen The Fourth Kind? It's yeah. They play. So for me, like when I think of a possession movie, I don't. I don't necessarily think of the ones like I think like an exorcist style where a person is possessed and the possession is the movie, right? The possession is the main focal point of, of the film. And and so for me, that's what a possession movie is. So like exorcism of Emily Rose, that, that is that to me a hundred percent. I think a haunting in Connecticut is that I'd even go as far to say, uh, uh, the the Shining is one because the lead character is possessed throughout, you know, to a certain extent by by evil spirits and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I would say he's actually possessed. I wouldn't. I would say that he made choices that were in league with what he was maybe hearing or experiencing, but they can't. I don't feel like they force you you have to choose well if you if you're to believe the lore that's built up in doctor sleep then it definitely is because danny gets a hundred percent possessed oh at the end of the movie he's trying to kill the little girl and like he's only been there for like an hour but it still isn't the same as the shining though having i'm just saying compared to the book i wouldn't say they're the same plot line then Listen, you're that is the, worth revisiting, though. But you're the one who's trying to make your net smaller when it was huge a second ago. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stick with the Matrix. So, so I would say here, here would be my exorcism movies. Okay, okay. I go. Uh, I like, I, of course, The Exorcist. It's the, I think it's the Don Dada of them all. It's the original. It's terrifying. It's fucking. It's I. I love the. I love The Exorcist. So that goes on my list, right? Uh, I like The Exorcism of Emily Rose a lot. I think she is great. Uh, uh, the actress who. Uh, who plays Dexter's sister and uh, who's also in the movie Quarantine, which we've covered. I think she does an amazing job of like contorting her body and just really, uh, she does a top notch acting performance uh, mm-hmm. in that. Um, oh, can I, can I throw out a, a, another uh, physical possession? And that would be the movie Slither. Ooh. Oh, where the where the where the slugs control everybody. Yeah. And he talks, he talks yeah. through the other people that he has control over. That is an interesting, actually. I, hmm. Jeremy, I what about that. what about Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, where they put the little things in their ears? Yes, Khan is controlling with <laughs> the little things in their ears. Yes. No, I that doesn't go on my that doesn't go on my list. Um, Has anybody seen Repossessed with Leslie Nielsen? Uh, do you want to know something that's very that's that well. You know, it's not Repossessed. No, it's a different movie. But I have seen Repossessed. But the first movie I ever rented. At the at the Oakland Mills uh, video store near, near our old house, Jeremy was uh, yeah. I you know when you have a million choices as a kid is the first time I had just my card and I went with mom. You know what I picked out, Jeremy? I picked out Cabin Boy. Nope, I picked out uh, w- with starring Leslie Nielsen, Dracula Dead and Loving It. That's the first <laughs> movie I, first movie I ever rented. So oh my. I haven't watched it Lindsay. since. Uh, <laughs> My, my my favorite my favorite joke from Repossessed, which I didn't even get at the time, was uh, they're playing with the Ouija board, and uh, <laughs> he's with this family, and he's like, "Will, I can't even fucking say this." <laughs> he says, uh, "Will Ted Kennedy ever become president?" And the little thing in his hand flies through the room out of, out of control, and it hits uh, this car that's on his mantelpiece next to his fireplace and it goes off the mantelpiece into a into a fishbowl and upside down he's like oh well i guess that's a big no <laughs> uh i like uh no i i remember one thing i remember from repossessed was one i think it's from repossessed is there's just a little cutaway scene where pinhead's in it and like he has a tear coming down his eye he's like huh, i don't care what anybody says this really so hurts. Horrible. This really hurts. So horrible. He's, just, he's in a lot of pain. Bad timing. <laughs> it was, he just walks out. It, 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 it's worse timing than the Family Guy jokes. Yeah, it's it like, is. It's like an original Family Guy joke, uh, and it's just sad, sad pinhead. He's just in a lot of pain from having pins in his head all the time. What I'm, a great I'm sure, bit. I'm sure the editor is like, I could do this the worst editing way possible. 
Well, speaking of Pinhead, um, I don't know if anybody cares, but I did notice that on Crackle, because I can't find it anywhere else right now, on Crackle for free, you just have to sit through the commercials, they have Hellraiser 3, 4, 5, and 6. Ooh, 3 is, three is, the, is the best one with a, a CD-based uh, uh, Cenobite. Like there, there are some qualities to 3 that are kind of fun. It's kind of, it's kind of a fun movie. Um, I'm glad they didn't make it in the 70s, so it would have been an 8-track monster. I like it because it 3 is like the most... It's the most campy, fun one of them all because they all have a very serious tone, except yeah. for three. Because the second there's a Cenobite that shoots CDs, it's where you lose. It becomes Guar at that point. It's no longer demons. They're like, oh, this one's a he's a compact disc player. <laughs> and such an interesting one too, because it is in three that we kind of see a storyline between Pinhead's former life and the character within the movie. So I actually, that's another reason I kind of like it. Is it, I don't know. You're talking about two. No, three. Three. Yeah, you get to see, you get to see some more of of the good Pinhead. Some of it in two, but three, we find out more about him in a very shocking way that the first time I ever watched Hellraiser 3 when I was in college, I was like, oh, this is actually... It was actually a decent, like, for a third sequel, like a third movie. I was like, this ain't bad. You know, so the, part, the, part three gets into how Pinhead was really into crocheting in his life. I really love knitting. That's why they put pins in my head. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, the thing I, this is the biggest letdown of Hellraiser 3 is that Hellraiser 4 came after it. If you, and if you remember the ending to Hellraiser mm. 3, they uh they lock the the uh the lament configuration box in like the the bed of like concrete and then they mm-hmm. build a building over it that looks like a giant lament configuration yeah. demon building and I watched yeah. that I was like this looks fucking awesome I want to go into the fucking giant hell building right now and you know what they did with that in the series nothing else they just mm-hmm. just like oh there's just a hell building that exists yep. in the world and we never revisit it because i thought mm-hmm. that was such a cool piece of little architecture they just like and i was like holy shit i'm sice and then i sat through hellraiser bloodline after that yeah, or as some people like to call it hellraiser in space and it is god mm-hmm. one of the most it's honestly not the worst of the series it comes back to a serious tone but there's time travel and there's a it oh god it is yeah. it's not a good film but i it, i do hold it dear in my heart for uh, a couple of reasons. Now, listen. All right, back to back to the exorcism shit because I want to get out my other two because I've there's ones that weren't mentioned, right? Okay. One that I really really love. Okay, I really love the last exorcism. If you've never seen, have you ever seen the last exorcism? It's oh, it is uh, came out in 2010. It is a um, it's a found footage style exorcism movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, starring uh, Patrick Fabian, who, if you watch Better Call Saul, he's the leader. He's like the main guy of uh, McGill, the the uh, H H McGill or whatever. Uh, he plays a a sleazy preacher in it, who's like he basically like you know like how ghost hunters they have like that thing. He's like one of those guys. Who's like yeah, I'm a, I'm an exorcist and I film my stuff and I go out there and he wears white suits. He doesn't believe in this bullshit. He just goes out and does it and he gets in way fucking deep and it has uh. It's just a very cool movie um, and very unsettling as far as found footage films go because I don't like all found footage movies. I, I have a, a couple that I like. I like the original Blair Witch because it was it was the first of its kind. I love mm-hmm. I love Quarantine or REC 1 and 2, whatever you want to call them, and, and I like this movie. This is my third found footage movie. Cloverfield uh, can go fuck right off. I don't enjoy that movie very much but this is a this is a good one and it it is uh it has twists and turns to it so like it doesn't just rely on it being a ooh look how scary this found footage is like no it's a good story that's mixed in with it which i really like so um and then i'd say like my last one would probably be um uh, uh, probably be a, a haunting in connecticut I really I enjoy a haunting in Connecticut from beginning to end. It's a good it's a good possession film. Um and I enjoy it. There you go. There's my there's my list. All right, Jeremy, what do you got for us? I already said them all. What? 
<laughs> he, he has peppered him in. He likes Repo Man. Um, he also likes uh, uh, RoboCop. Audrey, uh, Aubrey, Aubrey um, Plaza. Uh, the, the Haunting of Aubrey Plaza. The Haunting of Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. No, the, the, the Last Exorcism of Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's not Aubrey in, Rose. Aubrey oh. Rose. Got it. Got it. And then... Um, and The Matrix number one. And The Matrix number one. Okay. Well, what about Casper? <laughs> Casper? I'm a friendly ghost. I used to be rich in my life. Now I'm a ghost. <laughs> I realized my life was a joke. <laughs> Richie Rich becomes Casper, the friendly ghost. Did you, uh, I know we were talking about Hellraiser a minute ago, which Mm -hmm. is a great film. Uh, But did you see that uh, it's rumored that the reboot of Hellraiser, uh, they're casting uh, a pinhead as a, as a female lead, a sexy, a sexy pinhead. Hashtag gush. I mean, Uh, I kind of, listen, if you're not, I've, I've wanted a sexy pinhead for a long time because I've been photoshopping tits on Doug Bradley for years. And the fact that they're just already going to be there now lights out. Uh, I, I, know like she, I know she's all popular because of Saturday Night Live, but I don't want to see the big black woman as the, as the Cenobite now. Oh, the Cenobite. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, oh, God, what is her name? Leslie Jones. Leslie yeah, Jones is a yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't like know if this was the place to admit it, but Eric has the same body as one of the Cenobites. So I've been just, I've been photoshopping Eric where I just kind of stretch out his looks. Oh no, you're, I'm chatter. I'm the chattery one. Chatter face. Not chatter. Or the bulbous one. Butterball. Butterball. He has so many rolls on his neck area. <laughs> I've worked really hard to, to to get a single defined chin. Well, Eric, I never get to look at your face. I'm always looking at the back of your head. And that's when I'm like, oh, I miss Eric. <laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding. You look so good Son lately. Everybody a... give it up for Eric. <laughs> well, I was kidding because you were an easy target. It was like me at game night the other you... night. Tommy's eyeball. <laughs> Tommy does have a fucked up ass eye. God. <laughs> oh, no, don't draw attention that's... to it again. I wouldn't have even known of it if you'd never brought it up. Um, (laughs) No, I think, but a female Hellraiser, I think, I think it's going to be fun, which means do we get, do we get uh, the, the, the male guy with the vagina in his neck? You know what I'm talking about? The pussy neck guy? Because the lady had the pussy neck, right? But wait, would he have a pussy neck or does he have a dog? He just has a giant uncircumcised penis with tons of little fucking pins at the end of it. And he's like, you will know what pain is. Now come here and let me throat fuck you. (laughs) There's nothing more more frightening than a big red rocket coming out of your neck hole. Ugh, that's so upsetting. I don't it's like. I, I think I want to play, and then once we start to play, I'm like, I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> I'd like to show you my other my other horrors from the other side. This is Nutribullet Cinnabite, and he is he's look. You can put things in his in his blender head, and look, ooh, look at look how he's dissolved it into a delicious smoothie from hell. <laughs> we'll definitely lament touching my configuration. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm getting a little bit too curious here, but are are uncircumcised men this the exact same way as dogs are with a red rocket? Um, so I've I've checked with Brian Preston before. Uh, no, it just uh, gets hard. But you had to you had to peel back the old skin roux. Uh, so it's not wet like a dog's. No, it doesn't like suck inside. It's not like a, it's not like a kangaroo's pouch before you cut it, right? It doesn't like pop out of the human body. It's still it's still free dangling. It's just got you know that different. Jeremy, if you look down at your peepaw right now, let's have a little anatomy lesson. Uh, if you look at that part, if you look at the end where it's a little bit different coloration, that's where your foreskin used to be, pal. And that foreskin oh, used to cover all the way over. It wasn't attached to your. So like dogs are just they're attached to their body tight. Like this, and then it just whoop, like Can a lipstick. Imagine if we circumcised dogs and we're just like, yeah. <laughs> and they just had the red rocket out all the time, exposed. Yeah. But by the, but all I want to say is that if I was a woman and guys had red rockets, I'd totally be a lesbian. <laughs> I gotta tell you, men don't have red rockets, and I already wish I was one. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, most of it's my character. I understand. It's not just my penis. (laughs) They are not pleasant to look at, which is why, just as a reminder to all of our listeners who have felt compelled to send them to me over the last year, your dick pics are not appealing. It's not hot. Like, it's not attractive. I don't want to be scrolling through my recipes on Pinterest, and then all of a sudden your dick pops up on my screen. I'm like, ah, no, I didn't know that I was watching Sesame Street. I don't want to see Snuffleupagus. Don't do it. I uh, I used to know, um, I feel like, I don't know if I should, I won't drop the name because I don't know if this is still a secret or not, but I will tell you about something. Um, there was a, a girl I knew, former comedian, that did uh would take the dick pic. Well, she encouraged people to send her dick pics. And what her and her friend would do was say, send us a dick pic and your profession. And they would take the picture of their dicks that they would get. And then they would dress their dick up Photoshop style and then put it into the profession that they worked in. So like there would be dick pics of just a guy. And now the dick is wearing a construction helmet and he's walking around a construction site with blueprints, (laughs) or there would be a plumber one. And he's now he's now he's got wrenches and stuff. There would be one sitting at a computer. It was, you know, it was a fun project she made out of all the dick pics. And then she would talk about it on her secret podcast, which was, uh, which was pretty cool. That's not bad. I mean, I used to just save them all. And then I, as I would get new requests and guys would send their penises to me, I take one out of the folder and I'd be like, what do you think of mine? And they'd be like, no. (laughs) I'm like, I still got boobs. I'm pre-op. And they're like, I don't like this. Well, do you think you have enough dick pics to like maybe make a, you know, like you remember that old Bob Marley poster where it was a million pictures of Bob Marley? (laughs) But you could just, could you make like a, could you take them and make a picture like of the per, of the sender and just like you, now you're part of the collage of my, of my pain. Eric, take all of your school yearbooks and make about every person that's in them. I could make an entire four years of high school out of dick pics. What's the percentage of people that you know? That you, the people have you come in contact, no. men that you've known, how many, what, give me a percentage of how many pictures of their dicks you've gotten. Just a percentage. Well, we'll hear it because that can be confusing. Let me put it how I think. Or anybody, uh, we'll go males that you've come in contact with over sure. your life. How many, what's the percentage of them you've had pictures of dicks of? Sure. So out of all the men I've met in my life, both mm-hmm. in person or just strictly online knowing each other. I would say 70% of the men I know have sent me pictures of their penis. Wow. 70%. Yep. That's a, I can say out of, that's a, I mean, the exchange rate is. 10% of those were asked for, maybe. 10% were merited. So 60%. That's what my question was going to be. Yeah, maybe 10. And those would either be mostly ones I was dating or consensually hooking up with but that's it i've seen i that's 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 a i mean honestly we hear the stories but then you hear that and uh the exchange rate because listen i'd say out of all the women i've come in contact with i'm going to go with one to two percent have have ever i've ever seen titty pictures of without subscribing to their only fans does that mean like that's that's about it so you I'm know. happy to say that my only dick pic. So one of them was free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm happy to say that my only dick pic was a Polaroid, and I got it back from her before uh, we broke up. That's, hey, and I, I like ended, that. It's old school. And I ended up burning it, so. <laughs> <laughs> ended up burning your own dick pic? Yeah, because I think my face was in it. Oh, man, that's a power move. Also, she's, the one that, Jeremy... she's the one that took it. I didn't take it. <laughs> that's actually better uh jeremy can i tell you you know what i think is almost worse though than a dick pic is men that don't send dick pics not a bad thing but who constantly send you pictures of themselves and they're like think about you or they're like that's what i'm doing and i'm like i'd rather see your dick at this point why do you send me pictures of your face <laughs> by the way by the way i know to me what's worse than a dick pic and and i got curious once because Hey, you know, you get curious. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Is that I made the mistake of 
actually checking out the gays on Craigslist. And I've never seen so many anus shots in my life within like five oh. pictures. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's just showing that's just showing the love hole, you know. Yeah, Listen, you know, like uh, like pretty much ninety nine percent of all of the the straight pictures between men and women are like actual pictures, whereas almost mm-hmm. all the pictures in the gay are like, "Hey, look at my anus. What do you think?" You know, I'm like, okay, like ready for that step. You know, if we meet. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a power move. But, you know, listen, I I get it. If you're a gay guy, maybe your dick or and your face aren't the bad thing. Maybe it's maybe it's that juicy asshole that you got there. And I'm I'm all on the thing, if you got it, flaunt it. Put it out there and uh get ready cuz, you know, if you got I mean, I'm not a gay guy, but if I saw a, a nice asshole, I'd be like, "You know what? That guy's an asshole. You know what? Let's send M for M return. Hi, my name is Jeremy Woodworth, and I would like to meet up. And then you send it Boys. over. Boys, if you want to know what my asshole looks like, you should Google what the mouth of a worm looks like. <laughs> <laughs> or the mouth of a, of, a, of a cat. What's along with all the teeth looking things like a yeah, I was lim- gonna say limpet there. or something? <laughs> Google it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, it looks like one of those those rape devices that they sell to African women now. It's yes, like a plastic thing with the teeth. That, that is what my asshole has. It's an anti-rape device in my asshole. Oh man, that's fun. Those are those are good times. Well, we got yeah. anything else for this episode or on our short short scale here? I don't even have the proper music to take us out. So you're holy gonna, hell. Well, you just gotta you just gotta kill time for a second here. Jeez. You guys could like talk while this happens. I don't oh. know. So anyway, this guy's asshole, right? <laughs> oh, um, Ashley, what do you got coming up on the docket? Um, I've got a show July 30th at the Lou Room in Baltimore, and you can catch Eric, Jeremy, and I at the Mahoning Drive-In July 16th for the Joe Bob Briggs weekend. Boom. Check all that shit out. It's coming up. Uh, Not a ton going on in the month of June, but if you're listening to this in July, you can catch me at A Course in the Haunting Drive-In. On the 31st of July, Bright Box Theater, we got shows for the murder mystery. And then the next day, we're at Ram's Head in Annapolis. You check us out at both of those things. Jeremy, take us out. Me. Me too. (laughs) 